Yo, 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 what it do? We are back with you, and for this episode, we got our boy Kyle, the sports expert for True Story Bro. So hang on to your britches. Let's get it. One, two, three, four. Welcome back to True Story Bro. We have got sports expert Kyle on the audio with us today. What's up, Kyle? What's going on, guys? Oh, man, not just a whole lot. And as always, my boy and co-host Cole is here. What's up, Cole? What up? How you doing? Good. I'm just gonna blow by the fact that you introduced Kyle, our special guest, before you introduced me. We're just gonna we're just gonna cruise on by that this time. Well, he's the special guest. Oh, I'm I'm definitely mm. a little special. So, <laughs> wait. So, wouldn't you have introduced him before you then? I didn't introduce myself at all. I mean, I mean, I'm blank. Anyways. But I don't think I introduced <laughs> myself at all there. How you guys been doing? Doing pretty well. How about yourself, Blake? Doing pretty good. Uh, I made a small observation today, and I thought... Did you? Yeah, I thought... You, you know, I'd like to share that on the podcast. Uh, today, I was sitting here um, in my room, and I got on TikTok, and I watched a guy eat a sandwich. Um, there, there wasn't any other point to the content. Uh, no no caveats, just a man and a sandwich, and I watched for two minutes as he ate it bite by bite, and that's, I think that's 2021, bro, because like, I feel like if you'd have told me back when I graduated high school, so circa 2013, that I'd have been watching dudes on TikTok, eating sandwiches between my work from home job and messaging these hoes on tinder i think i probably would have punched you right in the shirt but that's where we are baby what do you think about that i feel uh, like tiktok is a little hit or miss sometimes you know when you're scrolling through tiktok and you can waste hours just scrolling uh a lot of videos yeah they're pretty funny um but then other videos you come across are just like why that just wasted two minutes of my life what's the point yeah. Like, why did I just sit there for two minutes watching a guy eat a sandwich, expecting something to happen, or expecting him to say something? But no, it's just a guy eating a sandwich, staring at a camera. Yeah, man, just just eating the sandwich, Content. too. And, bro, that's 2021. Uh, <laughs> Cole, you know, we have mm-hmm. a bit of a long-standing tradition here. You got a dad joke for us today? I think you already know the answer to that. Of course I do. So the other day, my wife asked me to go to the store to pick up a six-pack of Sprite. 
Mm. Well, when I got back, I realized that I had picked seven up. <laughs> uh, but how do you feel about seven up, by the way? I mean, it's decent for mixers. Uh, if yeah, you're going to be putting, you know, seven, seven up and some some whiskey in it a little bit, or uh, vodka, whatever your choice of spirit. Um, seven up, yes. Yeah. Seven up is not bad, but drinking just straight lemon lime soda, Sprite all the way. Yeah, man, it, and it doesn't get crispier than the Sprite from McDonald's, bro. It's almost spicy. Dude, honestly, just in general, drinks from McDonald's and just they just hit different. In my opinion, McDonald's. Like, I'm not a diet. Be... I'm not a diet Coke person, but like, if you drink, like, if I take a drink of a diet Coke from McDonald's, it's it's low key fire. I don't know why, and I do not like diet Coke. Just everything from there, especially the diabetes water they call sweet tea. And I love it. <laughs> oh man, dude, their sweet tea ever... gets a little syrupy. You know, that boy thick. Yeah, if you ever <laughs> see them make, bro. <laughs> if you ever see them make the sweet tea, the amount of sugar that they pour in there is. It's, I, at this point, I don't think it's sugar. I think I think it is straight cocaine. <laughs> yeah, listen, I don't need to see them make it. Uh, I don't need to feel any worse about drinking McDonald's sweet tea. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, Kyle, do you uh, you have some things prepared for us today, my friend? <laughs> Funny thing. Um, so I am actually in Joplin. Or should we say where we're at? That's that's fine, Kyle. It's fine. <laughs> we just cut got that, you can cut baby. that out. <laughs> well, you can cut I'm, that out if you need all to. All I'm saying, Blake, is like we've we've stated where we've lived before in in pre- previous podcasts, and if uh, our sports expert Kyle here would be uh, listening frequently, he would know that. Oh man, <laughs> I've listened to every episode. <laughs> that that anyway. Day. Okay. Well, cut that out if you want to. But Don't. oh no, I'm not cutting it out, baby. If y'all get right, y'all get right. <laughs> So you, you cut it out, bro. I am actually <laughs> at Brandon's house. I am at Brandon's house. Instead of recording this from my house, Brandon and I are recording together at his kitchen table. Oh, that's cute. Which is a podcast first. Uh, I guess you guys did record together down in Florida, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So, Blake, we could also say that is a uh, cool story, bro. <laughs> oh, Leave you with that one. Anyways, so Kyle. Sports expert Kyle over here. Yes, sir. So let's the, start it uh, off. What's the first thing you got for us? Let's start it off. Oh, well, actually, you know, I actually forgot my notes at the office. I'm using a little bit of my free time. It'd and, be like uh, that sometimes. Taking some notes at work and uh, left them there. And now I'm in Joplin and can't go back and get my notes. You're in Joplin? Why would you tell people where we're at, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. twice now. It's right anyway. here. So, you know, an hour and a half away. But... Um, yeah, I forgot my notes, but I do have some uh, some stuck up here in the old noggin. And that, uh, uh, Kyle is from Arkansas. His uh, his address will be in the link in the description <laughs> below. Thank you very much. Okay, please continue. <laughs> yes, and my social. I'll put my social in there too for you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so let's start off with uh, talking about Bishop Sycamore. Mm. You, you guys heard anything about Bishop Sycamore lately, this high school football program in the news? I have. I heard oh, yeah. they swindle uh, the SBN. <laughs> Which, to me, is just insane that they were able to do that. <laughs> so, this school, last weekend, played against IMG Academy. And IMG Academy, if you follow high school sports or college football in general and, and all the recruiting, IMG Academy 
is pretty much made up of the entire roster is pretty much made up out of power five division one football recruits every single player on the team usually goes division one football they are in top five football program in the country and they stomped on this school bishop sycamore from ohio i think it was 58 to nothing was the final score i think so and it was broadcasted live on espn (laughs) how does espn get a high school football matchup so lopsided. Well, it's because Bishop Sycamore pulled the biggest swindle stunt in in football history to get their school, their game, live on ESPN. What was what was the said swindle? So this school <laughs> told ESPN. Hold on, pause. Or they pause. Now, I'm not. Let's say that they pulled the biggest swindle in high school football. Because I wouldn't say in all of football. Uh, I seem to remember Penn State was telling people that they were coming there for football and not the showers. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah, okay, good point. Good point, yeah. So, let me correct myself. The biggest swindle in high school football history... So basically, they told ESPN that they had multiple Division One recruits on their team, and uh, basically that they were a top-tier high school football program, but somebody at ESPN didn't do their job and vet them. They did not do their research, because this team, first of all, last season, last year, they only played six games. They lost all six and were outscored, like, I don't have my notes with me, but it was like 247 to 92 (laughs) in all six games. And so far this year, they have been outscored like 87 to 0 in two games played. So was that their second game played or was that their first game and they played another one? That was their second game. (laughs) And the crazy thing about it is they played... Uh, they played a game on Friday, last Friday, mm-hmm. and then they turned around and played a game 48 hours later on Sunday. That's not normal in football because football is a tough, full-contact sport where you need a lot of time to recuperate and recover. And so to play two games in the span of 48 hours, that's that's not right. Have have they played a game since IMG, that, or has the whole thing kind of tumbled down? No, they they haven't. They haven't played a game since then because all of their opponents on their schedule have canceled their games. Well, that makes sense. I I did see where, like, one of their players came out and was talking about it and said that there were, like, no academics at all. And he was like, they lied to me and my mom. He was like, yeah, but, but you stayed. Like, how did you think... That you were going to high school, except there was no high school. You know what I mean? Like, so, you're just living out of hotel rooms, and you're like, oh yeah, this sounds great. Bishop Sycamore, it's based in Ohio, but it basically it's just a online charter school. It's not even a real school. It's not even a real school. It's an <laughs> online charter high school, well, where you can get your high school diploma online. You don't even have to live in Ohio. You can live wherever you want, but it's a travel football team. 
Um, so they travel together for the for the football season. But this school, there's been multiple reports that the school doesn't even exist. There's no academics. There's no classes whatsoever. There's no boarding for the students. There's nothing. And the head coach of the football team, Roy Johnson. That's a strong he, name. <laughs> he was let go the day after that game. Uh, rightfully so. But let go by now, who? By Bishop Sycamore, whoever whoever the ghost that's running that program is, <laughs> they let him go. But this all this national media attention got them digging into Roy Johnson's past. He actually has an arrest warrant out. For what? For uh for fraud. Oh well go figure. So there back in 2018 there was an investigation. Uh, started on him for credit card fraud. So basically the story is uh, he was at a different uh, academy back then, 2018. Uh, also an online charter school. Don't know if that one was legit or not. Probably my, my money's... Uh, I'm going to place my money on that it was not legit. But he took his team to a paintball place, like paintball um, course, uh, just for some team bonding, right? They spent four hours, the entire football team... She, you know, shot over 20,000 paintballs, spent, you know, four hours of staffing for that, for that team to play paintball. And after the event, the team's leaving, the coach tells the owner of the paintball place, hey, the person who's supposed to pay is going to come late, come back later. Let me give you my credit card just as a placeholder, right? Mm-hmm. So by closing time that day, nobody ever came to pay the bill. So when the owner went to run the credit card that Roy Johnson, the coach, gave him, it was no good. Like, it wasn't even a real card. <laughs> it was so just that launched an investigation. LOL, JK. <laughs> <laughs> so that la- that launched an investigation on him. There's a I don't know if it's for that specific case or not, but there's an arrest warrant out for him, for fraud on him, and there's multiple civil lawsuits. It's just in- insane. Like. Why would you want the national media attention when you know that you have this on your resume? You have credit card fraud and you have an arrest warrant. Why would you want the national media attention and just get your back blown out by IMG on ESPN? First and foremost, I don't ever want to hear you use uh, back blown out to talk about (laughs) football ever again. Uh, unless, unless we're talking about the Penn State showers, but oh, man. oh gosh, a lot oh, of no. lot of Penn State so, shower talk going on today. So Welcome back lie. to True Story, bro. The Penn State yeah, shower. So let, me, let me bring this one in. So Blake and Kyle, I want to ask your honest opinion. Obviously, we had the uh, Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight, right? So, and as Rigged. you guys know, Jake won. Rigged. What are Okay, that's Kyle's thoughts. So, what are your guys' honest thoughts of not only the fight itself, but of Jake Paul not only as a boxer, but then pulling the whole I'm retiring at first kind of thing to where, you know, it's it just seems like he, he wants to retire when he's on top. Me personally, I'll give you my thoughts on it. I think that if they're going to keep fighting... Like, Jake Paul, if he's going to keep fighting, I think he needs to actually fight a boxer. 100%. You know, 
I truly believe that it's like he keeps fighting all like these MMA fighters and like all this other stuff. And it's just like if you're gonna fight an MMA fighter and say you're the best, then fight him in the cage, fight him in the octagon. You know what I mean? Fight him in the cage. Don't fight him in our boxing ring. You know, everybody. I, I get that UFC fighters' ego is a little high. You know, because they're on a professional level and everything. But I truly do not think that he should be fighting all of these MMA guys. He needs to fight a boxer. And then he he will not have my respect until he fights a boxer and wins. Period. Okay. And I know he said he wanted to go after Canelo. And I would love to see Canelo just destroy his entire world. All right. You're wrong. I, I would... Let, let me tell you let me tell you why you're wrong okay hmm. okay okay Jake Paul I as much as anyone alive wanted to see Jake Paul get knocked out wanted to see it against Tyron Woodley wanted to see it against Ben Askren been wanting to see it for a while now okay but we come into the Nate uh, Robinson fight and you think, <clears throat> well, this guy's a professional athlete. He might right. stand a chance. But he is a retired professional athlete, right? Not not really just a spring chicken anymore. Jake Paul, physically, I would say, you know, in much better shape, looked to be the much bigger guy, knocks out Nate Robinson. You go to Ben Askren, right? A guy who is known for wrestling, which don't do unboxing he got outboxed by Damian Maya who if you don't know about the UFC you should know that Damian Maya is not considered a striker by anybody's standards um, but then he comes out and he says he wants Tyron Woodley right there's a little bit of history between the two of them uh, because of the Ben Askren fight Tyron Woodley though the guy hasn't won a fight in years. He, It's like people want Tyron Woodley to be something that he isn't anymore. Like we, we think mm-hmm. back to the guy, one-hitter quitter Robbie Lawler. Like Robbie Lawler, if you don't know about the UFC, Robbie Lawler is a tough dude. And Tyron Woodley one-hit that man. Tyron Woodley is a physical freak, and he looks like a marble statue. But he's he after his loss to Kamara Usman, it's like the guy can't pull the trigger. And even really before that, after the Wonder Boy fights, <coughs> he was having trouble pulling the trigger. And his last fight, his last win was against Darren Till, a long time ago. Now he comes in to this fight. I don't know if you guys saw his walk to the ring. I heard Theo Vaughn said that he looked like he was a sex slave. He was being sold into sex slavery. (laughs) (laughs) He gets in the ring. You realize right off the bat the same thing that we've been saying in the UFC. The guy doesn't have a jab. He doesn't have a jab to set up combos. So what happens? A guy who knows how to box is going to outbox him because he doesn't jab. All he has is a power punch. The few jabs he threw were great, but he didn't throw many. So he didn't set up many combos. He hit Jake Paul with one or two good shots, the one that put him up against the ropes. 
But the thing is this, you say you want to see Jake Paul fight a real boxer or whatever. Yes. That's not what this is about. Jake Paul, I, I'm giving this man his credit right now. The guy in doing this, it is genius. He has picked no, and choose who he's going to fight. I will fight. say this. I will say this. I do agree that it is genius, and I do know that it's for clout and it's for money. It's a money grab, like that. Which is it why he's not going is. to fight a professional boxer. That's what yeah, you got to understand. Working. But right, but I mean, you saw on TikTok and everything like that. He posted that like go after list, right? And Canelo was on that list. But that's, that's why still I said all for clout. Canelo still all oh, for one hundred percent. Oh yeah. But the he, guy he said. He said he wants to fight. You know, he went after Conor McGregor a year ago. He's gone after Nate Diaz. He's gone after Canelo, obviously. Uh, but he knows that those guys are not not going to give him the time of day. It's all for the attention. It's all for the clout. Dude, I don't um, know. He's Conor just trying. He's trying to get people. Fight. Dude, honestly, if so, obviously Floyd Mayweather pieced up Conor McGregor, right? You know, he outlasted him. Conor got gas and stuff like that, but. Connor has a lot of angles. So personally, I think that if he is going to fight an MMA fighter in the boxing ring, I would love to see him against Connor. Yeah, I mean, I would I would love to see that fight. Connor Connor has some boxing background, so it's not Exactly. Connor would definitely beat Jake Paul. Jake Paul, I think, would probably still be the bigger guy in there. He looked like he was probably at the 200-pound mark. Because Tyron Woodley's definitely bigger than Connor. Um, but. Maybe, yeah, heavier for sure. Connor's just got that reach, man. Yeah, you see, if you want somebody who could knock Jake Paul out, like, professionally, you would probably want to find someone who's better at striking at, like,. 185 so somebody at middleweight who could strike really well but I don't know man I think I think what Jake Paul's doing is really smart I think even the uh, the retirement thing I think it's super smart because Connor did it too he is mimicking yeah right like you you hear nobody nobody cares you can be good but no one cares you need a gimmick, and that's what Jake Paul has, right? People hate the guy. He's his. He's a heel, but it's fun so, to watch. Jake Jake has uh, walked back those retiring rumors. I don't think he's done. He might he might have leaked that uh, for the attention. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Because you know that you know Tyron that they wanted to run it back. He's like, you will if you get that tattoo says I love Jake Paul on it, right? He's he's doing that to get into Tyron Woodley's head. Did Tyron get the tattoo? Uh, no, he has not gotten the tattoo yet. Well, he has not gotten the tattoo yet. Did you uh, Did you guys see the guy who asked Logan Paul for the job? <laughs> Dude, I yeah. did. He was, oh man. It's honestly yeah. sad and desperate. It, it's so sad and so desperate because, and, and I mean... How, I mean, Logan said, like, now I'm interested. He wanted to hear the dude's story. And literally the dude's story was like, he was wanting, in my opinion, he was just trying to make it to be like, hey, hire me. I'm good. And he's like, well, what are you good at? He's like, well, I can, you know, I can learn. You know, it's like all this other stuff. And Jake, or, and Logan's like, 
knows what he's trying to do. He, he knows that he's trying to go viral and for Logan to give him a job and it'd be like the story of this guy. This guy instantly, instantly gets famous, instantly gets rich just by sneaking to where he was to talk to Logan. And it was just like, and Logan basically called him out on it. It was just like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you a job. <laughs> yeah. Logan was polite about it. Uh, he gave him the time of day. He let him, you know, tell him, tell him his story. Gave him a chance. You're right. Gave him a chance. Just hear him out. But Blew it. after the guy, yeah, <laughs> after the guy basically said he's he he quit his he quit his hundred thousand dollar a year job, and he came out there. He snuck backstage just to talk to Logan, and when he basically begged for a job, Logan's like, "Well, why would I hire you? I've got." I've got dozens of people that work with me. I already got a good team, yeah. I've got a team. They're all good at what they do. What are you, like, what would you add? And he's like, well, I, I mean, I'm good with social media. And he's like, I got, like, five people who are good at social media. Yeah, dude. Every girl with a phone is good at social media. I thought it was sad, like, sad in the fact that, like, hard to watch sad. Because the, ki- the kid was, what, 22? <clears throat> yeah. With a hundred thousand dollar a year job, and quit it to go ask Logan Paul for a job, you doing? Chew yeah, doing. that is just asinine. <clears throat> Dude, you're already sounds like you're already in a pretty good position at twenty two, making a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I would uh, sign me up. Yeah, man. save a little bit of money and go do something. But the problem, and it's the problem with everybody, right? It's the handout culture. But, like, if you go into a situation like that, you got to have an elevator pitch. You know what I mean? If you're trying to Agreed. get that guy's attention, you got to have something quick. He just went in there and he's like, oh, I, mean, I wonder if I can get a job. What you doing? Mm-hmm. So, so basically, I hope that guy diff- breaks his ankles, and that's it. <laughs> so, on a different topic, we recently... All three of us underwent a pinnacle moment of the year. The three that of pinnacle us? moment is a fantasy football draft. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I've got two teams going. Kyle's in the league that I'm running, and I know that I'm in the league that you're running with everybody from Tennessee. So how how you feel? How do you guys feel about your teams this year? Feel good. I, uh, yeah. I have a draft tomorrow, uh, so we'll see about that one. But I mean, as of now, feel good. So, so Blake's not in the league that you and I are in. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That's... We're we're I'm in a league with Blake and a bunch of Tennessee people, and okay. then I ran a league for everybody up here local. Yeah. Okay. I'm just in the one league with you, and yeah. it's a bunch of mostly your friends. I only know like one or two of them. Like Sam and Brayden, uh, but I think it's a small league. There's what like ten guys, so uh, I actually it's an eight team league. I always run an eight team league, so mm-hmm. it's a little more competitive since it's a money league. Yeah, with with, with an eight team league, you kind of get a little better of a draft. Yeah, absolutely. Um, everybody can usually get some good consistent starters, um, but then once you get to the bench picks. It's a little. That takes a little bit more skill, a little bit more yeah. knowledge of the league to get a good bench. Like I feel pretty good about my team. Brandon got a stacked team. He's actually projected to finish first place. I'm projected to finish fourth, but that's only based off of projected fantasy points. 
It's not any. It has nothing to do with team management. Nah, facts, yeah. Baby. yeah. I'm, I'm number one all the way. <laughs> what uh, it has what nothing did you to do? Have nothing. Uh, I had first. Always well, the first because he's the he's the lead commissioner. So he gets wait. So he always gets first pick. I get. I said it at random, and I happened to get first. Which well, this year and last year, but yeah. so I, I, it, I always said it at random, snake. <laughs> but that's just thing. So I get first pick. And then everybody else gets two picks before I get a pick. And yeah, it's I'm, a snake and I'm draft. last last on the waiver wire. Yeah, bro, I know so, how yeah. first pick works. <laughs> it's, yeah, you it's got a, first pick, didn't you? It's a I snake a draft. Second, okay. So I think so. I'm gonna run over. I'm gonna run through my my starters real fast. Well, who would you take with your first pick? Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah, good first pick. Yeah. So. That could be a good first yeah, pick so if in, you, in, you know, avoids injury, unlike last year. Yeah. So in this league, I've got, and this is the one that I'm in with Kyle. So I've got Kyler Murray, Christian McCaffrey. I've got Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Mark Andrews, Josh Jacobs as my flex, Steelers defense, and your boy Harrison Butker as the kicker. I've got a pretty decent. I've got a pretty decent bench. The one person on my bench that I'm kind of, or the two people on my bench that I'm really interested to see, is going to be Mac Jones. I went ahead and picked him up just because you know he he could potentially be pretty good. So we're gonna see. And the other one I've got is Will Fuller the fifth. So he's still suspended for I think the first two weeks. I think either it's either week two or week three that he's back from his suspension. But if you guys do remember, and now he's on Miami, but whenever he was on the Texans last year, he started to go off towards the end. Like he started doing. That's because really... they didn't have DeAndre Hopkins yeah, anymore. The only exactly. Guy there. Right, but with that starting role, you know he gets you know he gets better route running. He's like that primary receiver. He gets those hot routes, stuff like that. So him being on Miami, and his his only real main competition would be Devonte Parker. I think Will Fuller has great potential to be receiver one on the Dolphins. I'm just, I'm hoping for my fantasy team's sake that the Dolphins are not El Garbage this year. I think it depends on how good Tua is. If Tua can stay healthy, uh, that defense is going to be good. Um, if Tua can stay healthy, they they got some weapons in the in the off season. Uh, I think they'll be in contention. Uh, to win their division because you've got the Jets absolutely garbage. Uh, Every year. You've got <laughs> the Patriots with Mac Jones as a starting quarterback now. Not sure. Uh, they I mean, they could be a 8-9 and nine team, 9-8 nine and eight team. I don't think they're going to be playoff contenders. Um, I don't think, but they, then br- I don't the think Bills, they bred another Patrick Mahomes. They, they've right. also got the Bills. I think the Bills are the front runner to win that division. By as a lot. long as, yeah, and as I long as Josh Carolina, Allen, Carolina, I think. What? Carolina, I think, is the other one in the division. Mm, that that in their division. No, 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 no. No, it's the it's the Bills, the Jets, the Patriots, and Miami. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, so the Bills, as long as Josh Allen stays healthy, they're probably going to win that division. They'll probably be the only team in the AFC that can challenge Kansas City um, for the AFC Championship. Yeah, and. Just so everybody knows, obviously the like the, the literal most important part about a good strong fantasy team is the name. So mine is McCaff Hurts. McCaff Hurts. That's a good one. 
Um, and my, our, uh, my team name in our Tennessee league, which Blake, you'll appreciate this, because my starting quarterback is Dak Prescott, is the Dak Shack. You should have done Dax out for Harambe. <laughs> I thought about it, but I yeah. given the Dak Shack when we were in Florida, I figured, you know, it was, it was pretty punny. You know? Yeah, so pretty punny. You got, a good, you got a good fantasy name, Kyle? So... <laughs> This is an inside joke between me and Brandon, but my uh, my team name is Damn It Kyle. Okay. And it's just any any time when we were in college living together, anytime I would do something cringy or just which was all the time, a, a lot, a lot, all, all the time. Um, Brandon, that was just his, basically your catchphrase. It's just Damn It Kyle. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a picture of him on my phone that I'm going to uh, have put on a T-shirt. Um, of just his face with the caption being damn it. Um, my fantasy team, I have the Steelers defense. Uh, so my fantasy team name is Steeler Virginity. Um, I like it. I that was a strong one. Yeah. Uh, That's a good one. That is, is a good one. My picture is that uh, well endowed urban fella who's sitting on the end of that bed. So. <laughs> The picture for my, t- the picture for my team is Johnny Sins. <laughs> hey, that guy can do it all, really. If he, he can coach a football team too, I imagine. That's <laughs> a man of many hats. Um, but we're talking about who else we got. I'll give you a rundown of my fantasy team. I've got Russell Wilson in at quarterback, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Oh. As my running back, Austin Eckler is the backup. Chris Godwin as my wide receiver. Uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, Darren Waller as my tight end. Cortland Sutton at flex, Pittsburgh defense, and Butker at kicker. <clears throat> so I think I have a pretty solid team. I also have Miles Gaskin on the bench. I think he is primed for a good year for the Dolphins. And I also have... Um, what's his face? I can't even think of Josh Palmer uh, from Tennessee went to the Chargers, and they're saying he is doing a good job at the Chargers. So I look to see some production from him as well. So I think I've got a pretty solid team. That's a solid running back mm-hmm. more too. Austin Eckler is a really really good receiving back. I've had him the it's the first year in two year like the last two years I've always had Austin Eckler in all of my leagues. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> he is a really, really solid fantasy player. Especially I mean, on the PPR good, leagues. Oh, especially on PPR league. Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely receiving back. He he will produce a lot of good points for you, especially with Christian McCaffrey. Like, that is that is an extremely solid mm-hmm. running back core. And he's uh, he's on the Chargers, correct? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you've got Justin Herbert throwing. Justin Herbert is my backup quarterback. Um, you've got Justin Herbert throwing to him, and he's a receiving back. That's going to be good for you. And I, Austin Eckler was named. I don't know if you know who Matthew Barry is, but he works for ESPN. He's their fantasy football expert. And Austin Eckler was named as his biggest sleeper um, this year. Yeah, I uh, I do know who who Matthew Barry is, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped. Um, the only thing that I think could be stronger. I wish I had a better secondary receiver um, because with Chris Godwin, you're playing the same game that you are with Mike Evans, right? 
there's a possibility I mean, that neither true. one of them end up being the number one receiver in Tampa Bay. Yeah, but I think really the big difference between them is because last last season Mike Evans was the number one targeted receiver in the red zone, right? So Chris Godwin, I feel like, has more value when it comes to like your every down play, like moving down the field. You know, Mike Evans is obviously bigger. You know, he's taller and stuff like that. Chris Godwin's definitely faster, but he's, I feel like he will be looked more to, to get down the field, which is a good thing. But I feel like at the end, Mike Evans will have more total touchdowns. And that's where I think that their fantasy values align up. Kind of like you said, you're kind of playing the same game. Their points are going to come from different places, but yeah, uh, well, and I think that was one of the main reasons that I chose Mike Evans was just because of how often he's targeted in the red zone and how, massive he is like he's a really good target in the end zone in the red zone well mike evans is being taken really fast as well chris godwin sometimes he'll drop a little bit further in those fantasy leagues so i mean you might get better value out of your pick there um but yeah i mean overall if i if i had a better receiver as my secondary than tyler lockett i think i would be happy with that um but, I mean, Tyler Lockett is not a bad receiver. He's going to get touches. Uh, absolutely. Tyler Lockett was actually the number one targeted receiver on Seattle last year. Um, but he did battle some injuries. Uh, you had DK Metcalf start getting more targets towards the end, uh, towards the end of the season. I've actually, while, while we're on the subject, I'll go over my team. Um, I've got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's my boy. Uh, i got Derrick Henry. Gus Edwards, uh, that's not a well-known name, but I'll elaborate him on a set in a second. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Cheetah, I got DK Metcalf, uh, Logan Thomas, that's Washington's tight end. Um, not a great pick. I kind of picked tight end late. I got him in my other league. He's pretty good. Uh, and then Robert Woods for, for LA, and now you've got Matt Stafford throwing the ball. I think he's going to be a great pick this year. Uh, I've got the Bucks defense, the number one defense in the league, number one projected fantasy points in the league, and number one kicker, Justin Tucker. Uh, I also have Tyler Lockett on my bench. Uh, so I think I've got a pretty solid team. Hey, I like to hear uh, that you have a couple of couple of the players off the best uh, team in the country, Justin Tucker and Gus Edwards. Actually, he's only got one player from the best team in the country, and that's Tyreek Hill. Oh, uh, it's that Logan Thomas guy. No, Logan Thomas is Washington. Yeah, no, I'm just playing. I'm talking about the oh, Ravens, my friend. The Ravens, boy. Oh, the Ravens. Oh, Gus Edwards, you know, actually, he's probably going to be their number one back this year. Uh, J.K. Dobbins just got hurt in a preseason out. game, and he is out for probably think, the whole season. I think the season. Like, they're, they're saying he's probably going to be out for the whole season. So, Gus Edwards, um, he's I mean, going to get – didn't get – I mean – I mean, you didn't really get their number one running back, which is no, no. Lamar I mean, I got. That's <laughs> true. I mean, I got Derrick Henry. He's going to be my my. Uh, he's yeah. He's going to be my he's biggest running is back it a this year. PPR? Uh, I had him last year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, is the, I, I'm, I assume you took him with your first pick. I did. Yes, Derrick Henry was my first pick. Uh, I think. I think. I had people the, are going to regret that in PPR leagues. I had the third pick in the draft. And, you know, Brandon had the first pick, and he took Christian McCaffrey. The second pick, can you guess? It's not a running back, not a wide receiver. Can you guess who the second pick was? Yes, I know exactly who it is. Not a running back, not a wide receiver. Did they take? No. Well, I'll give you a hint. It is the most dominant quarterback in all of football. 
Okay, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I said the most dominant. Oh, okay. And I said quarterback, not uh, Tom Brady. overrated running back. Wow. Okay, no. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy who <laughs> smashed you guys in the yeah. Super I mean, Bowl last year. Mm. Oh, you mean the Super Bowl that you guys didn't make it to? Oh, okay, that one? Yeah, that okay, one. Okay, I was just checking. I <laughs> was, was just cool. checking. A little salty here, fellas. I mean... Getting a little salty. That boy, you know that boy is well-preserved in the salt. That's for sure. <laughs> now... Yes, Tom. You did. You did say Tom Brady when Brandon mentioned the most dominant quarterback in the NFL. Yes, Tom Brady. No, is gonna no. Just listen. Tom Brady's gonna go down in history as having the most dominant career, but the current most dominant quarterback, no question. Patrick Baker Holmes. Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'd like me some Baker Mayfield, but I didn't. I don't. I don't know if anybody drafted him in our league. So. With the second overall pick, someone took Patrick Mahomes. Yes, which in fantasy football, not a super smart move. In a the PPR first, league? Yeah, the people, first three or four rounds should be nothing but running backs and wide receivers. You would think. That's tough. I um, didn't take a quarterback until the fifth round. Yeah, I think I think that's a bad look. Um, trying to think. So, I don't know, man. It's, if I were been, you, though, if if someone came, if Brendan comes out and takes Christian McCaffrey, and then someone takes Patrick Mahomes, I'm going probably Alvin Kamara. He's going to be consistent all year long. I don't. I think you guys are sleeping on Dalvin Cook. Well, I've got him in our I like Dalvin Cook in, as like, well in your league, man. I'm just saying, Dalvin Cook. I I decided I was between him and McCaffrey last year when I had first pick. Well, dude, you... I decided to go with McCaffrey, obviously, even though it was a tough decision for me. And uh, and it turned out to bite me in the ass because Christian McCaffrey played three total games. Yes, he did break the 30-point barrier in all three of the games that he played. Um, and I was kind of <laughs> upset that he only played three games, and I really think that you know when you have first-round first pick, you're kind of relying on that pick to get some pretty good numbers for you throughout the entire fantasy season. And no matter how hard I played the waiver wire and stuff like that, I just couldn't – I mean, you just can't find anybody to make up those points. But I think that McCaffrey was healthy towards the end, but I felt like they they knew that – the Panthers knew that they weren't going to go to the Super Bowl or anything like that, so they kind of just wanted to preserve Christian McCaffrey for next year. They they wanted to go ahead and heal and be 110% for this season. Yeah. So well, I, 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 he's never really battled injuries hardly at all until this last season. So I think he'll be back better than ever. I think I think he's going to be my star for sure. Well, and I agree. Like, but just so you know, I'm not sleeping on Dalvin Cook. I, I think Dalvin Cook is an excellent running back, and I think he's a great, probably third pick. But I think in a PPR league, I would lean towards Alvin Kamara because the Saints' mo has been passing to the running back a lot during the game. So, and Alvin Kamara, obviously, great pass catching back. So that's, I mean, that's really your bread and butter in the Yeah, in a a PPR league, in a PPR league, Alvin Kamara is the better choice, I believe. Um, But that's why also I wouldn't have taken Derrick Henry because there's not a lot of receiving upside for Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's that's true. but I did get Gus Edwards, who's a receiving back, and I got a great wide receiver core, so I wasn't really concerned about that. I uh, 
didn't want to pass up on Derrick Henry just because of how many points he got for me last year. Uh, going back to a familiar well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope somebody didn't drop an upper decker in it this year, buddy. <laughs> so, while we're on the topic of upper football, decker. you guys... That's kind of what I thought you were going to say. Uh, yeah. Uh, while we're on the topic of football, do you guys want to talk about the uh, Madden 22 player ratings? I don't have Madden 22, so I've not I really... Think it hasn't come out yet. It Yes, it has. It has. Oh, it has? It has. Oh, but I definitely think that that... I think the, the player rankings... I do want to elaborate on that. But I think it would be better suited for another episode because I would love to go into that and kind of go over top fives of every single position and get your guys' feedback on it. But I think we should definitely do that in a later episode because that will... I've got a lot of opinions about it. Okay. So, little teaser for the next time. Maybe next time I'm on the episode. Or you guys can talk about it next week. We can save it for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, little teaser for next time I join the join the podcast. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I guess at this point we're running up on about 45 minutes. So, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um, Kyle, as always been an absolute pleasure hope you had a great time oh absolutely man can't look can't wait for the for the next opportunity yeah man we'll, we'll get you in here um probably in a few episodes uh, i know brandon and i are gonna have a pretty good episode coming up i got some uh, got some good topics that we can cover and i uh Wanna not only for the next episode with sports expert Kyle, but in the next episode of True Story Bro, we are going to delve a little bit into some CIA spy techniques, including a fake set of testicles. So just (laughs) just just know that and be ready for that. You have piqued my interest, sir. Yeah, well. You'll have to wait and see on it. Cole, you got anything else to say to the folks before we head out? Sure do not. All right, guys. Well, as always, thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Everybody, be safe. Peace out. Peace. Adios. Adios.